0: Hi guys, my name is Genesis, and today in this episode I have another dear and special guest all the way from USA and we talk about mental health in a Christian perspective and we talk about how to deal with it and how to find joy in this journey and how to keep on with life regardless of whatever we are going through all right i hope you're doing okay if you're not okay it will be okay very very soon because whatever you're going through is it is not permanent bro and you're stronger than you think you are all right i'll be back shortly we can describe our
1: relationship
0: yeah yeah hi guys my name is Ngosa Genesis and I'm from Uganda East Africa and I want to welcome you back to the new episode of the regardless podcast uh, where we talk about different things that are going on and how we can move on regardless of whatever we are going through today on this podcast I have my dear brother from USA and he'll introduce himself and we haven't seen each other for maybe three years. I'm not very sure. It seems like it's just yesterday. And before we get into the podcast, we'll uh, share with you guys our favorite uh, memories with each other. And my guest will start. You are welcome.
1: Yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, Thank you so much, Davis, for inviting me to your podcast today. My name is Jared writer i am from the united states uh, illinois about two hours west of chicago the cornfields, and right now i'm at in illinois valley vocational school uh, just on this podcast for today um i think it's been about three years but it always feels like yesterday it always feels like yesterday um So I've known Davis, I was in the Peace Corps in Uganda. I was a teacher in Rukinjiri uh, District, which is in the Southwest portion of Uganda, closer to Congo, closer to uh, Rwanda side. And it was actually a friend of mine and a friend of Davis's, a mutual friend that linked us together. And ever since we started at, what was that camp called that we went to together?
0: Uh, YTT. You, I- yes,
1: you YTT. We did YTT together. Um, and when we did that together, we just instantly bonded and we had a close relationship throughout those two years and even throughout um, the past five or six years, I think. Um, I always consider uh, Davis one of my closest friends, especially being from Uganda, especially the things that we went through. So now I must talk about like my favorite experiences with Davis. Um, Some of my top and favorite experiences. (laughs) There's so many, um, but I remember one of them. It was during the dry season. So it was so dry. It was a big drought at the time. I remember people in Uganda were even getting sick and dying because they didn't have the food to be able to sustain them through their sickness in places like, um, I think it was Ntungamu over in that, uh, more closer to Congo side. But Davis and I, we decided to go on a hike together. The hike was a two hour hike. Um, And we wanted to reach a river. We've done it before, it hasn't been a big deal. And we wanted to reach a river. So we took the hike, and instead of two hours, we got lost. We didn't have any water. We didn't have any food. Uh, we were lost. The sun was beating on us, and we finally make it to the river. And I'm like, praise the Lord. Like, once we make it to the river, I'm going to dip my head in the river. I'm going to, like, splash my face with the water and drink the water. When we got to that river, it was all dried up. I'm, I'm saying it was a huge river, but when we got there, it was all dried up. So I felt like we're in the middle of the village, we're in the middle of nowhere. We don't have any food, we don't have any water, uh, but I think we can make it back. So we started our, our journey back to um, Nyakina, which is the school I was working at. We started our journey back. And we are desperate. We are high. We are frustrated. We are like angry. We don't know where to go. We feel like we're lost. And we get up to a hill. And Davis says, we should go go this way. And I say, no, 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 no. We should go this way. He's like, but you can see the school. It's right there. He's like, we should go to the school. It's right there. I'm like, I know. So let's take this road. He's like, no, no, no. If we take that road, it's going to stop. And we're gonna end up in like a forest somewhere. We're gonna be even more lost. And Davis, like, if we take this road, we're gonna get back to the main road and we're gonna be able to go back to Nikina. So I, in, my, in my mind, I just battled with that. So I'm like, oh, I, don't, I really don't wanna listen to him. I am right, he is wrong. I don't, I don't believe this guy. I live here, he lives on the other side. But then I I prayed in my heart. I just took a moment and I prayed. I'm like, Lord, what should I do? I know if I pick this way, Davis probably will not come with me. He'll probably go his way. I'll go mine. And if I pick his way, we'll probably, we might be lost. And I think we're going to be like in a forest somewhere and we're never going to get back. We're probably going to have to sleep in a forest. And I believe the counsel of the Lord answered me and he said, is it better to succeed alone? Or is it better to fail together? Because even if I reach my house and I know he's still out there, I'm not gonna be satisfied with the journey. I'm not gonna be satisfied about reaching my house just by myself. A successful journey, especially during that time for me and Davis was to be able to get to the destination together. There's no success in just reaching by myself. So I said, even if I fail with with Davis together, it's better than just succeeding alone. Because even if I reach my house, I'm gonna be sad that Davis is still out there. I probably won't sleep. I probably will have a different time. So actually we took Davis's way and it worked out fine. (laughs) He was actually right. He was right. (laughs) My way was the wrong way I think like we probably would have got lost but when we took Davis's way he was exactly right he knew where we were going he knew the destination and it worked out fine we made it back so that's one of my favorite memories and favorite time times with Davis I mean I can go on and on about how we did YTT together how we traveled around different places of Uganda we did ministry together and how we were on bodas together for hours at a time, listening to Lathan Warlick, just jamming out and riding on the bodas together. I remember the baptism, doing the baptism with you. And uh, uh, yeah, so many pleasant memories, but that's one that kind of always sticks out to me and also a learning experience for me. Davis, what was one of your favorite (laughs) or best?
0: Actually, about that memory, I I didn't know the... The way but i was just thinking that if i if i'm looking i think you remember in, uh, near the Nyakina school there is a church so that church they always have like long crosses up
1: yeah
0: so i was looking at that point the highest point i was like if we can go trying to find that point maybe we can we can find we, we can find our way back home yeah yeah, yeah. so it was good uh, I have a lot of memories, but uh the one I remember is uh when we when we went uh when we went to I think it was your last week in Uganda and then we went to Kisizi Falls. You remember when uh when we went to Kisizi and then uh we reached there we went to the school i think we are on the diamond dictionary journey so we went to the we went to the hospital and we met the guy uh he was called i think ian dr ian yeah we talked about the book and then uh we went to the waterfalls so when we reached the waterfalls uh the waterfalls uh where we can see them we it, it was over but then you were like uh Let's try and go up high on the hill and see what we can find. So we went through the trees, trees, and I didn't even know where I was going because I don't know that place. I've never been there. I was like, in my heart, I was like, we have uh, seen the waterfalls. It's, it's done. Let's just go back. So when we reached there, then we found uh, my friend, our Onesmas. We were from the same school. <laughs> and I did not know that I had no idea that I would... Meet him from there. Meet him in the garden with his family, and then he was so so excited. And we went home for his lunch. For lunch, we we ate Irish potatoes. You remember very well. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, when we decided to continue and go to Cabaret, that was the, the best memory. Like riding on the border, border having the speaker, we are listening to Nehemiah's and uh, music. And then when we reached in the middle, then it starts raining, and the border guy is like, "Should I stop?" And you said, "No, uh, let's keep on in the rain." So we went through the rain. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when we reached uh, in Kabale at my home's aunt, uh, we we also went to, to visit Kathleen at uh, Kabale Primary School. Yeah. So after there at night when we were sleeping and the best memory is when we couldn't sleep because of the mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> and So we both- um, The most mosquitoes I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> the most. Yeah, and then we both woke up in the middle of the night and we couldn't sleep. So we, tr- we tried to cover ourselves very well. And the next day it was morning. So that has been, it is has always been my favorite memory. Every time it pops up in my mind and I remember it. That's why um, in our relationship, it always feels like you, it's, it always feels like you never left, like you're always here every day. How I go through with my life, how I think about things, how I connect with people, everything. It always uh, resembles how you used to do your work and someday when I was in my village one uh, woman met me and she said you are a and I was like no I'm not but she, and I even said I'm black you see Michael I'm not him he said no you are him and yeah I think now it makes more sense yeah
1: I'm very proud I'm very proud of you and uh and the things that uh, the Lord has accomplished through you throughout the years it's uh it's been an honor to have a front row seat and also also get the opportunity to participate uh, in your life. I'm, a, I'm extremely proud of you. And I always, when I think about you, I always think like you have such favor, natural favor in everything you do. It seems like you're always making connections, always coming to places of success. And yeah, that's something I've always seen, I think, on your life uh, since the beginning.
0: Yes, thank you. So, uh, today on this podcast, I, 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 uh, maybe a few years ago, I used struggle with um, mental. Um, mostly, it was uh, suicidal thoughts, but maybe I never shared with you. Maybe I did, but in a, in a, some kind of way, not direct. And mm. so uh next I, I always had like voices in my mind telling me like if ever if things ever go uh get like hard, like you can maybe just die, maybe take your life. And then I grew up like having it inside me, like anytime things got hard, I would be like, oh, maybe I have seen enough, I have had enough fun. Uh, and maybe this is where my life ends. And I always struggled with it because I, I never opened up to anyone. I always just kept it inside me even when I was happy. But then uh, maybe two years ago is when I I, I I knew that the voices that are always in my mind are called like suicide th- uh, thoughts or self-harm because I even tried it uh, many times, maybe like three times. I remember one time I took poison. I was at home and uh, I slept. Then I I thought I was going to die, and I woke up the next day. So uh, with uh, these coming uh, years, I've been thinking about, like, maybe those times I tried to take my life, if it worked out, I wouldn't be here. But now I'm still here, and I'm thankful for everything. I'm learning to appreciate uh, life day by day, each morning. Uh, Like, when we pray for the daily bread, the daily food, and for protection and it keeps happening 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 and so uh like maybe one year and a half now i haven't had any suicidal thought in my mind and that's who, uh, why i started this podcast like to share my journey with other people and to know what they are dealing with sometimes i have guests here to sh- let them share their their stories so Maybe I I can touch someone out there with our stories to let them know that they are not alone and they can move on and move on. And surprisingly, uh, my top country uh, where my listeners come from is the United States. And uh, since you're from the United States today, um, so also another challenge that uh, why I brought you today on the on the podcast is talk about. Uh, like health, like in a Christian uh, perspective, like what does the Bible say? How does uh, some of the scenarios that happened in the Bible, like there's this scenario where Elijah, I think it was Elijah after he had performed the biggest miracle against the prophets, uh, the prophets where he started fire. Uh, and then after that scenario, uh, the other lady, I think she was a witch. She was like, I'm going to find Elijah and I will not rest until he dies. And then Elijah kneels down and prays to God, saying that, God, will you take my life? Because he was, and I, I remember that prayer because I have ever prayed those many prayers. I used, I would just go outside and say like, God, I have seen enough. Can you just take my life? But then I would wake up the next morning. So that's the topic today. Mm, yeah I remember that you mentioned a couple times
1: about your your mind and a couple times about you know that instance of uh, suicide um, so I do remember a little bit about it but I I know there was probably so much more um that you haven't you didn't speak to me and uh, talk to me about um but yeah when even in scripture we find people wanting to die and even with Elijah he's like, you know, he's in a situation where it seems like, you know, there's no hope in the life that he's living, so he wants to die, and even with Elijah, there's also Job. Job always also gets that sense where, you know, almost suicidal thoughts, you know, or even suicidal thoughts, where he's like, Lord, I just want to die, and even in our lives, you know, Um, there might be points where we think and we even pray like, Lord, um, I just, I just want to die. I have um, some things I want to say about um, mental health. I have four basic things. Um, The first is truth and lies. Number two is battleground. The other, the third one is mind and its connections. The mind has different connections and also the mind and how it relates to different counsel and different interactions with people and things of this world. Um, the first is I wanna start off with truth and lies because we cannot shut off the mind. You could never shut off the mind. You can shut off a TV. You can take your, yourself out of a relationship uh, with someone and not listen to them. You can turn off your car. You can turn off many things, but you cannot turn off your mind. So this is very important thing to address. And I like the baseline framework of mental health. It's the baseline framework of mental health is understanding if it's a truth or it's a lie. Truth regarding your identity your purpose and who you are and what you're supposed to do lies are everything not regarding that everything trying to steer you away or take you out of that direction now we're all made in the likeness and image of god that's what the bible says and even for each one of us, we've been designed with a purpose, we have designed, been designed with things that we're supposed to do and we're supposed to complete. Even Adam, Adam in the Bible was made in the image of God, all people are made in the image of God, and God gave him a work to do, to be able to name the animals to be able to take care of the garden. So we're all given a work, we all have a destiny, we all have a purpose. We all have have something that uh, the Lord wants us to complete in his will. Now, if we're not able to distinguish the difference between these two things about the truth and about the lies, the truth according to God's word by the guiding of the Holy Spirit in Jesus as it's issued from the Father and lies, it could be of ourselves, of of our flesh, or of our own will, or it could also be a temptation from Satan or even evil spirits that draw us away from that. So if we're able to take this baseline perspective in renewing our mind, then we're able to have a good perspective about how to move forward with mental health. If we don't have this key, mental health, stability, and peace is very difficult to obtain very difficult you might have a sense of peace you might have a sense of happiness you might have a sense of these things but the purity of what these things and what these things are from God will never will never come to pass in your life so one thing that I like to do I'm going to give you guys uh, something that I've done in the past when a lie comes at me, and I know it's not from the Lord, and I know it's like bugging me or bothering me. Maybe it's times of sexual morality. Maybe it's times where I think I need to lie. Maybe it's um, an accusation that comes, comes to me because the Holy Spirit convicts, but Satan, he actually accuses. So if it's an accusation that comes to me. One thing I like to do is I like to sit there And I like to pray, Lord, Lord, this is a lie. And then I put a red stamp on it, a red X. And I take that, that lie or that thought, persisting thought that comes to my mind, and I throw it in the garbage. I picture it going into the garbage. All right, it's going in the garbage. And then I'm like, Lord, what is the truth of what this thought is? And the truth will come on the table and I'll put a green stamp with a circle on it. Green stamp with a circle, and then I'll receive it in my heart. And if that thought comes to me again, it'll come, I'll put a red stamp on it, I'll throw it in the garbage, and then I'll replace it with the truth. Yes, this is the truth. And I'll meditate and I'll circle that truth with a green circle, and I'll receive it in my heart every time. And what this does over a period of time is it transforms my mind. My mind goes through metamorphosis, and I'm able to meditate on the word of God and what is true. <clears throat> and this is something that I've used in my life, and it's something that you can use in life. Number two, mind is a battleground, all right? So in this life we're born in, we're actually born into a battle. We are not to take this life just casually. Oh, whatever comes to us, whatever we find ourselves doing, whatever thoughts come into our mind, we just accept whatever. When we're doing that, we're really storing up a lot of mental irritations in our mind. We're really storing up a lot of problematic frameworks, and it's very, it's very harmful. <clears throat> but we have to take this life like a in our minds like a battleground, because this life is a battle, and the mind is the battleground i'm going to say that one more time life is a battle and the mind is a battleground when we're able to understand that we're able to understand things like when they come against us lies temptations things of negativity maybe things people speak against you that you're able to come against those things because we must we must come against those things and I wanna emphasize on the way we speak and the overflow of the heart. So I, I gave you one thing that we're able to do for mental health is you know, if someone speaks something bad against you and you know it's wrong, you can put a red stamp on it and you can throw it in the garbage and you could reinforce it by um, knowing what is true, put a green stamp on it and then receive it. Another thing is what we say. All right, the mind is a battleground, but what we say comes against or reinforces. So you want to reinforce truth by what you say, because out of the Bible says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you want to enforce truth by what you say, and then you want to deny lies by what you do not say, by what you do not say. And this is how we're able to have victory with mental health. This is one way. Um, We have to distinguish because this is one thing um, I think, you know, I've lived in Uganda two years. I lived in South Korea three years. Uh, Some things Americans do very well and then sometimes we don't do very well. Sometimes uh, things Ugandans do very well and then sometimes things in Uganda, they don't do very well um but we have this ultimate christian standard and even in korea sometimes they do really well sometimes they don't do so well um but one thing we have to understand what the battleground of the mind is understanding if it's a mental stronghold a mental stronghold is something that's been reinforced over a period of time so it's almost like A merry-go-round it goes round comes round it comes round it comes round because of something said or maybe because of some type of trauma or something happened in your life so you keep on having these reoccurring thoughts so that's a mental stronghold or it could be a spiritual stronghold so it could be an evil spirit it could be a spirit of trauma it could be a spirit of divination And that spirit is the one that's affecting your thinking. It's affecting your mental stability. So it could be something that you have to renew your mind by the scriptures, by meditating on truth, or something that you have an evil spirit or something spiritual that you have to get rid of in the name of Jesus, because there's power in the name of Jesus. Now you can renew your mind or you can cast out an evil spirit. And these are two things that we have to learn distinguish from. Because if we have uh, some type of sickness, like say I have a cough, you know, I'm coughing, I'm sick in the wintertime, and you want to give me the antidote, you want to give me the medicine, you're gonna you're gonna give me cough medicine for that, right? You want the solution to fit the problem. You don't wanna give me like malaria medication or prophylaxis or uh, anything like that but you want to issue you want to um, understand the issue so you can so you can give it the solution so um, yeah the bible talks about this so make sure when you're going through if you are going through mental instability make sure you are you're finding the issue you're finding the problem And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God searches all things, so if you want to come to the root of the issue, a lot of the times the Lord can guide you, also people of wise counsel can guide you into, if it's a mental stronghold, or If it's an evil spirit. Now, if you cast out an evil spirit, you still want to reinforce it with truth and you want to renew your mind. So even after an evil spirit is casted out, a lot of times the mental stronghold will remain. So we want to keep our minds being renewed in scripture, wise counsel and godly leading. Now with temptations, when we get temptations, we want to fight temptations with the word of God. The Bible, the Scriptures, just like Jesus did in the desert, right? He Satan tempts him. He used the Word of God. He's able to, to fight Satan with the truth, right? By the God and the Holy Spirit. Um, that was number two. That was battleground. The mind is a battleground. Now I want to talk about number three. So, Davis and everybody who's watching, the mind is not independent the mind is connected with different things it has connections all right so the mind is not independent structure but has many connections all right this is one reason why um, it's it's so difficult to understand our mind sometimes uh, because it's not independent also is connected with other things so in the bible it says Who knows the mind of the man except the spirit, the spirit of the man, okay? So we see the mind is connected with the spirit inside of us. Our spirits are inside of us. So we have the mind, body, we have the spirit, we also have our hearts. Um, But we know that scripture said the mind is connected with our spirits, all right? So even if we, um, in our spirits, when we're meditating on something, when we're entertaining something, when we say this is something that is right, correct, pleasing uh, to God, then we're able to meditate and is able to brew, almost brew in our spirits, and that is connected to our minds at the same time. Now, if we meditate, re- reflect, remember on different things of the world, um, negativity Uh, bad things dark things then that sinks into our spirits when it sinks into our spirits it's connected with our minds in the same time the bible says whatever we look at our eyes when we look at it if if all that we look at is light or hold the whole body will be full of light but if we look what we look at is dark evil and we're entertaining that, we like that, and we wanna ingest that in our spirits, then our whole body will be full of darkness. When our bodies are full of darkness, it affects our spirit, our spiritual life. And that's the, one of the baselines of our understanding of our, uh, of our living, because we know our flesh will die, our bodies will die, but our spirits will live on. So our minds are connected to all these different things. And it also says out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. When we have the overflow of the heart and our mouth speaks, it entertains and it reinforces our mind. So our mind is also connected with our heart and connected with our words. And that's why I sometimes maybe you hear about people de- declaring things over their life in the morning time. And this is a really good practice to reinforce with our words. Um, you might have, and this is another, another kind of practice, or if you want to uh, uh, just better your mental health, is wake up in the morning, have declarations that you say, I am smart. I am wonderful. God has given me many gifts. I am capable. Uh, I am empowered by the Lord. You want to declare these truths over your life and maybe even over your friend's life because the words are spirit and the words are powerful. It says by by um, by our words, our le- words can speak life or they can speak death. There's no middle ground. Speak life or speak death. So our words um, are very powerful. We had an old phrase when I was younger. They said words, they said um sticks and stones may break my bones but words never hurt me so you can throw a a rock at someone it can hurt you you can hit someone with a stick it can hurt you but words can never hurt hurt me words do hurt words hurt us maybe some of you aren't here today and you remember something that your mom or dad said to you when you were younger and it hurt you maybe a teacher said something and it hurt you right words can hurt us so we want to make sure we're speaking truth and love and not evil in darkness. Um, let's see here. So, um, One thing that I did when I was younger, my mom told me to look in the mirror and say, you are smart. It was in second grade, I remember that. Every day before going to school, my mom's like, look in the mirror and say, you are smart. So I look in the mirror, and say, I'm smart, I'm smart, I'm smart. So I did that over and over again, every morning. And that was the only time in elementary school that I ever got B's, B's or A's. It was the only time I was on the honor roll. I never got it apart from that. So I remember my mom speaking that to my life. And when we're able to, I remember one time I was in Korea. When I was living in Korea, I wanted to be like the koreans you know to the korean i become like korean to the gentiles I become like the gentiles um so what i wanted to do in korea was eat their food so every morning i would eat kimchi and rice for about a month and i did that towards the beginning of my stay and then for the rest of my time in korea i actually craved it i wanted kimchi and rice now when we're able to reinforce our mind with truth and speak these things consistently over a period of time. It also reinforces our mind with different frameworks and structures of thinking. And you're also able to do this. You do it consistently, reinforce, know that it's a mental stronghold and not an evil spirit because you're never going to be able to um, throw, a, I don't think that you're able, ever going to be able to cast out evil spirit with just uh, renewing the mind. And Number four, the last thing I want to talk about is the mind in counsel. Uh, Yeah. All right, we're on our fourth point now. And we're talking about our mental health. So one thing I like to um, think about or kind of imagine or wonder uh, when I'm thinking about mental health is picture this, if there is an island and it's like an island in the middle of nowhere and someone gave birth to a baby and put that baby in an island with no resources, no language, Um, no influences, no counsel, no upbringing, and the baby was able to sustain itself and be able to live okay and grow up, become a teenager, an adult. Um, I wonder what this person would be like. Uh, You know, this person wouldn't know English. This person would only eat what the environment gave them. Uh, They wouldn't, they might not know what like an education system is or a building or um, just these, or you know, even our types of clothes, they might not even consider this clothes. Um, just all these questions, like what would this person grow up to be? And what kind of person uh, would this person be like? What kind of character would they have? Um, what kind of mental stability would they have in this environment? Um, what kind of social interactions would it seek and what it does, what would it desire this person and sometimes I think about that and when I think about and picture that scenario I realize that our interactions with people in our council uh, with people and our social Um, social interactions are valuable important and necessary so I want to say this our minds are not complete with the resources and capacity of knowledge in and of ourselves so in and of our minds without anyone else without different things we do not have the capacity and resources in and of ourselves but the Lord has made us to be social built social beings he even made Adam when he made Adam he said it's the only time that the Lord in this in this situation where he said all right I created the birds there this is good I created the fish I created light this is good this is good this is good he created Adam he's like this is very good wow and he's like wow this is not good what was not good Adam did not have a partner. That's the only time. Even before sin has entered in the world, even before death has entered the world, the Lord said this is not good. Interesting, right? So he makes Eve out of the rib of Adam and he puts them together. And it's the same with us. In what we're doing, and what we're trying to accomplish, in uh, in our lives, like us in and of ourselves in our own minds in our own framework of thinking it is not good so we have our parents our mom and our dad which the lord has ordained for some of our most important sources of counsel one of the reasons is because our moms and dads know us very well as as people as humans they've known us from our birth up until now So when we go to council many times, uh, we should and we could go to our mom and go to our dad and see what they have to say. If we honor our parents in that, the Lord will bless that. The Lord blesses that. Or even our elders that we have, someone who's older in our life that we respect or a principle that I like to live at is if you're going somewhere, if you're trying to get a job, if you're trying to get married, if you are trying to go to a place or location, if you're trying to do what someone else has already accomplished, you wanna connect yourself with those type of people. You wanna seek counsel from those type of people. You wanna develop relationships with those type of people. So if me, if I'm looking for a teaching job, I might want to surround myself and get counsel from teachers, because they're already teachers, that are already doing that. Um, or if I'm trying to sign up for the Peace Corps, I might want to get friends or talk or counsel with other people that have already done the peaceful, Peace Corps, who are also trying to do the Peace Corps, or who are already doing the Peace Corps. You know, one thing I did, Davis, about two years ago when I started to pray about marriage, I started to hang out less with my friends that are not married, and I started to hang out more with friends that are married. I started to develop connections, friendships, relationships, people at my church, people at my school. I would go to them. I would talk to them. I would pray with them. I would now ask them for counsel. I'm like, you're already married, man. Like, what in your life, what has been important for you and your wife? Why did you want to marry her? What was so important? And when I develop relationships and interactions with that counsel, what it does to my mind is so important. It's able to make me think in ways that I've never thought before. It's able to develop my mind in ways that my mind would never be able to be developed unless I stepped out of myself and realized one of my goals, one of my desires, and be able to um, interact with people that i have already gone through that, you know, so... And one thing I want to also speak about this when you're seeking wise counsel, when you're going to people who've already gone through things that you want to go through, or you're also seeking counsel or um, conversation with your parents about what to do with your life or I'm praying about this, I'm praying about that, is this is so important. This part is so important. You must be able to accept correction, rebuke, and and reproof because sometimes when I'm talking to my married friends and they're like, I'm like, yeah, you know, one day I want to get married. And they're like, yeah, you got to change that because you have this in your life. You got to, you got to change that. You have this in your life. You got to, you got to change that. You can't be doing that anymore. That's, that's not a married man. That's not a married man um, action. That's not what they would do. You know, when I was joining the Peace Corps and I was, I was seeking counsel for that. They're like, if you want to be a Peace Corps volunteer, you have to be, in the process you have to be super diligent every day looking at your email make sure you're getting back you're going to go through interviews you have to go to the hospital you have to be super diligent now I have you have to be willing to change when you seek wise counsel when you seek rebuke and correction you have to be willing to change you got to be willing to change your mind and be able to adapt so when you're seeking counsel, I want to encourage you that when you're seeking wellness counsel, you also have to have a willingness to be able to change if necessary, um, whether that be something that you want to accomplish or if it just be for your mental health. Oh, I don't want to get in fights anymore. I've, I've been getting in fights, you know, all the time. Oh, where do you get in fights? I get in fights at the bar. Or oh, why are you at the bar? I like to drink. You got to stop drinking. Like, <laughs> you got to be able to, you got to be able to accept that wisdom and that correction. And yeah, those are the four uh, kind of baseline perspectives and truths that I like to live by in my life when it comes to mental health, uh, truth and lies. Um, you know, truth and lies being, you have to distinguish between the two, which I think is the baseline framework for mental health. Um, battleground, you have to understand when you're born into this life, you don't live casually. If you live casually, you will be destroyed. I promise you that, you will not, you will not make it. Um, but life is a battleground in the mind. The mind, the life is a battle and the mind is the battleground. Um, and the mind has multiple connections. Um, multiple connections with our spirit man, multiple connections with um, outside factors, multiple multiple connections with our identity and who we are. And then, yeah, number four, um, the mind and counsel. Exterior resources, people, um, parents, uh, influences are important uh, for us to be able to live in, a I think, a true proper state of our mental health. Because if you keep on getting counsel from people who are negative, then it's going to produce a negative factor in your framework and your way of thinking. I like to think about an example of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. You know, Michael was the people say he's the best NBA player to ever live. Now when Kobe got an NBA, he started to develop a, a relationship with Michael Jordan. He would ask him what to do. He would wonder um, how to, uh, how to do the fadeaway, he would would ask him how to pivot the foot, what is the mental framework about coming into this game, you know, being able to have those people in our life that are able to build us up in love and wise counselor are so important. So those are my four things um, I've taken in consideration when I've thought about mental health, as I've uh, given advice, even as I have uh, prayed over people.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. And maybe I think I've been doing maybe two of your points, but now that I have learned more about you, uh, the four points I will need to implement more. Uh, so do you remember these words that we used to say that there is joy in the journey? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about like anything or expand more about that? Like, uh, how do we find joy in after you have said that? life is a battle and uh, your mind is a battleground like so how do we still get to find joy uh, move on regardless of the battles in life
1: right 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 <clears throat> um so i think all of us want to do something or accomplish something or have something on our plate that we want to do um whether that it's many people planning a field um with a banana plantation with beans back in the villages, going to school, getting a job, wanting to get married, wanting to have kids, whatever it may be. We all have different desires and things that we want to do. And I think a lot of times, and actually this is ministering to myself, thank you for reminding me, because even now I want to do things, but I'm not finding joy in the journey. So this is a good word for me. (laughs) Um, That even in the process of going to point A to point B, there is is a journey uh, that needs to be taken, right? There is a process, there is steps that need to be taken. And during that process, um, many times we can come up against uh, like hardships or difficulties or a passing of a loved one. Um, But to be able to know that ultimate success is not just getting to point B. It's not just getting married. It's not just having kids. It's not um, just being able to have the job. It's not just be able to fix this relationship. It's not just be able to battle cancer and be able to get out. Um, But in the process, there's also a joy and there's also success. And there's also something to be grateful for as you're going to point A to point B. Um, you can even say it's point A to point Z, not point A to point B because in the journey, there's so many portions of success. There's so many re- relationships that you encounter, so many opportunities to love and have affection for each other, so many option, so many opportunities for obedience. And when we come against those, uh, those difficulties or those hardships in our life, Um, It's important to know that uh, the process is a journey, our life is a journey, and even within the journey, before you think, all right, I've gotten the Z, you know, I've I've gotten what I wanted. There's a joy. There's a joy that you take in the little successes. There's a joy that you take in loving someone who Maybe doesn't have food. There's a joy that you take in the relationships and connections that you've made. There's a joy that you need to take. And when Davis and I were traveling, sometimes I remember when we were going from Rukunjiro to Jinja and we are looking for Amazuma, uh, the school of Mazuma, and it took us two or three days to find this school. We weren't finding it on the internet. We asked people around town, we weren't finding it. And we became... I don't know. maybe it was a point of discouragement for me, because um, I was getting a little frustrated, you know, about that. And I remember just sitting down on the curb, you know, cars were driving by, and Davis and I are just sitting there, and we're just like, we've walked for like probably twenty miles, twenty miles down to the to the lake. We walked back and we're just like... Oh, what do we do? We, we haven't found the school. We don't know who to ask. We're like done. We've been looking for days. And I don't remember if it was you or me that pulled out the ukulele. And we started, was it you? Yeah, I
0: remember when we were on the load, I think we were very tired. We didn't know. Uh, where to go next, and it was becoming late in the evening, we hadn't found the school, nowhere to sleep, we don't know anyone, and uh, I think I think you're the one who put out the ukulele. And we started
1: playing it and singing. We started playing and singing. <laughs> like you know join the journey so i don't know but we we you know we grabbed hold of it because the mind is a battlefield right so we grab hold of it and then there's these these kids that come up to us and they're like can i play and we're like yeah you play so we let them play and we let them play and we meet three of them i think or four of them and then we're like what they're like can you take us to the park we're like yeah let's go to the park so Uh, We went to the park, and then they say, you should come to our house. So we go and visit them. And we visit four of the kids, and then the mom comes home. So we're all sitting there at their house together, uh, spending time, and we get to hear their story. And do you remember their story with Moses?
0: Yeah, I remember the story with Moses.
1: So the story was that the um, the mom kept on having girls so had the first girl second girl third girl fourth girl and the dad was becoming really frustrated and angry that the mom was not able or not able to produce boys in Uganda that's that's very important for like giving the inheritance and future the family and stuff so the dad got very angry so he left and then a couple months later you know uh, a little bit later the mom realizes she's pregnant again and she has a boy and she tries to get a hold of the dad and she doesn't know where he's at she can't find him anywhere so she gets kicked out of her house you know she's homeless for some time and there's four girls and then there's one one boy and when we met the boy he was like one or two years old maybe two and I was just looking at his face, you know, thinking about how the dad has missed out. You know, the dad missed out on, on seeing this boy's face. Um, and actually the most memorable part of the journey was not going to the Mazama school. The most memorable part, invaluable and precious to me was being with that family being able to play with that family and be able to hear their story being able to pray with them that was the most memorable part you know it wasn't even going so remember even in your journeys that the joy is in the process and there might be a point in the journey that is actually more memorable or more significant than even getting to the z in the process
0: Yeah, thank you uh, for sharing uh, that with us. And I hope uh, our listeners can uh, learn uh, or pick a few things from your story and know that uh, there is joy in this journey, but sometimes we have to find joy. Uh, there are certain things that maybe you will have to uh, let go. It might be a relationship, maybe might be an addiction, uh, maybe some friends that you can let go of to find this uh, joy in, the, in this journey. And yeah, this conversation has been interesting. I don't know if you have any like last words, like recommendations, anything that you would like to say.
1: Um, yeah, uh, some things I'd like to say. May the Lord bless you with this mind the mind of Christ and mental health, may he ultimately break into your life and give you a peace that is beyond this world, a peace which transcends all understanding to guard your heart and to guard your mind in Christ Jesus. And if you're struggling to know where to start, start with one thing and start practically. Like Davis just said, if there's some friends in your life that you know are being a negative influence, start with one thing and start practically. Okay, I can hang out with these friends or I don't have to hang out with these friends. This is one thing I wanna start at because you might be going through many things in your mind, but start with one thing and start practically on the road of mental health
0: uh thank you uh all right guys thank you for listening in today and uh, if you like uh this episode share, share it with your friends uh let them know uh what is going on and if you need help reach out to your friends uh to your family and to people that you think care uh people that you want to be with whether it's your friend like jared said if you're looking into marriage or maybe you're having marriage uh, issues. Sometimes uh, then you don't have to go and seek counsel from people who are not married, but maybe from people who are married or have faced the same uh, challenges. All right, Uh, my name is Nkwasa Genesis. See you next week in another episode of Regardless.